You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, here we go. This is episode number 91 of Leading and Learning, and today we're going to talk about tips to avoiding the blues this Christmas. And as we move into the Christmas season, I have to confess my favorite Christmas song is Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. For me, it's not even the Christmas season until I hear that song a few times. And uh, even though it's a great song, it's kind of bluesy, and of course you got the king singing it, um, nobody wants to celebrate Christmas going through the blues. But yet, that's often what happens. What should be a joyous, happy season is for so many people just the opposite. Many people actually experience serious depression during the Christmas season. One study showed that almost half of all Americans experience depression during the Christmas holidays. And I'll actually include a link to, 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 to that study that's from Psychology Today. So it's a, a legit Valid study that says half of Americans deal with depression during the Christmas holidays. And how sad is that? You know, this depression could be triggered by many, many things. It could be triggered by the loss of a loved one and the fact that they're not there to celebrate the holiday with us, or maybe they died during the holiday season. Um, this depression could be triggered by divorce, by loneliness, by family discord or family dysfunction. Um, this depression could be triggered by financial problems and the fact that you don't feel like you're able to spend what you'd like to spend on your family, your children, your loved ones. Or even the feeling, uh, sometimes this depression is triggered by the feeling that, that, that this person's not going to live up to other people's expectations. Um, they're not going to be able to entertain as well. They're not going to give the right kind of gifts. You know, but again, it's, it's a, a trigger that causes people to feel depression during the holiday season. And psychologists even have a special name for depression that shows up during this time of the year. Seasonal Affective Disorder. I mean, how perfect is that? Sad. Seasonal Affective Disorder. That's the, the technical name that the experts have given depression during the Christmas holiday season. Well, what does this this seasonal affective disorder look like? Well, for some people, there'll be an emotional heaviness as the holidays approach, as, as they begin to move into the holiday season. It's like this, this heaviness just kind of settles over them, and they just feel it during the holiday season. There also might be this feeling of weariness, and, and just you feel you're, you're always tired, and just uh, sometimes you don't even want to get out of bed. Sometimes there's feelings of sadness that um, rise to the surface because of 
the love, loss of a loved one, or sadness because of bad memories that are associated with Christmas. Many people would even acknowledge the guilt that they feel about being depressed, and this only compounds their seasonal affective disorder. I mean, we know we shouldn't be depressed. We know Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. We know, and especially if you're a Christian, we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. And yet so many people feel depression, and then they feel guilty about their depression. So it's kind of a vicious circle. So what I want to do is I want to give you a few tips, a few keys to combating seasonal affective disorder. You do not have to be sad this Christmas season. Number one, look outward. Now, I understand that there are times when when people need professional help to deal with their depression. Sometimes people need need some medicine to help restore uh, chemical balances. I understand that. But more and more studies are showing, and I can't help but wonder how many people would be able to find real and lasting healing for their depression if they would just begin to get their eyes off their own situation and focus on serving other people. You know, depression is a very um, inward-looking situation. Depression is a very inward-looking issue because you you tend to just focus on your own problems and your own sadness and your own bad feelings and, and whatever pain you're dealing with. We only focus on those things. And when we only focus on ourselves, that depression can come and just settle on us and just really make us miserable and, and just push us down into that dark pit. But so many people have, have, have testified to the fact that when they begin to focus on other people's needs and looking for opportunities to serve other people and get their eyes off of their own problems, that that depression often lifts. Depression is a very self-absorbing condition. But what would happen if we could just get our eyes off of ourselves and look for other people to bless and serve? There's something very healthy and something very therapeutic about helping those who are less fortunate than us. And this this time of the year is such a great time to serve others. There are so many great opportunities to serve other people during the the Christmas season. Christmas season, from from the Salvation Army and and all the great things they do to the United States Marine Corps Toys for Tots. There are so many opportunities to give money and also to actually tangibly do something for other people. Um, our church that we're based out of in the United States is uh, has participated in the Angel Tree program for many years. Um, this is a great organization that reaches out to the children who have a parent in prison. And these children probably wouldn't have a very good Christmas because of their family situation. And so Angel Tree lets an individual adopt a child who has a parent in jail, and you're able to um, provide this child with some special gifts and some joy at Christmas. You're able to, to, to get actually a look at the child's Christmas list. You, you, you're able to buy one or two things that they want on that list and really make their Christmas special. And of course, there are many other things that you can do, but this is just one. But there are plenty of opportunities to serve other people. For just a few dollars, you can put a, a smile on a child's face or 
Um, you know, there are many other ways to serve homeless shelters, soup kitchens. Um, you know, even in your local church, there are opportunities to serve and help other people. So if you look, you can find a place to serve this holiday season, and I promise you it's going to make you feel so much better. So that's number one, number one tip on on battling seasonal affective disorder. Number two, go to church. Now, if church is not a normal part of your life, Christmas is a great time to go. Because no matter how we treat Christmas, everybody understands that when we take away all the the commercialization and all the, the lights and the trees and Santa and everything else, we come down to the very simple thing that God sent his son into the world to become a man so that he could save us. And so church is a great opportunity at this Christmas season to go and connect with God and connect with great people. And and one of the awesome things about going to church during the Christmas season is so many of them have wonderful and special presentations, musicals, and other special services designed to help people celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And who doesn't love children's Christmas presentations? The children dress up, they they do a play, they sing. Who doesn't love that? If that doesn't put a smile on your face, nothing will. And for someone struggling with with seasonal affective disorder, being around positive, loving, and affirming people is one of the best things that we can do. The atmosphere that a person creates around their life is one of the main factors that affect their outlook on life. And by surrounding yourself with positive people, by by putting yourself in an environment where it's it's fun, it's happy, it's joyful, it's going to help raise your atmosphere. And when you feel that depression coming, um, put yourself in a position, put yourself in a place, and the church is such a good one to, to lift your spirits. But we still have two more tips that I'm going to give you on battling and avoiding seasonal affective disorder, on avoiding the blues at this Christmas. But before we do that, I want to remind you that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, New Testament Snapshots. New Testament Snapshots takes you behind the scenes and into the lives of 11 of the lesser-known characters in the New Testament. You know, in the Bible, every person has a story. But some of those stories don't have as much information or as much information as we'd like. And there's so many people that we we read just a little bit about and we wish we had more information. So I look into the lives of 11 of those people. This is a great book for individual Bible study as well as small group study. So check it out. It's also the perfect book for somebody on your Christmas list who loves to study the Bible. And check out my resource page at davidspell.com because I have seven books that, that are you know very, very different. I've got two books on my law enforcement career and a book on leadership, several books about the Bible. But there's something there for everybody on your list. So make sure you check it out. Well, all right, we're back and we're 
looking at tips to avoiding a blue Christmas. And we've talked about two so far. We mentioned uh, plan. We mentioned looking outward, looking for opportunities to serve. This is a great way to lift depression, put a smile on your face, get your eyes off of your own problems, and look for other people to serve. Number two, go to church. Put yourself in an atmosphere where you can, first of all, understand what the true, true meaning of Christmas is because sometimes we're depressed because we don't really understand. We feel these expectations, and we have to buy, and we have to do. But Christmas is, 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 is much simpler than that. If we'll just let ourselves go there Put yourself in a positive atmosphere. Go watch a children's Christmas musical. Smile, laugh, and enjoy. And number three, plan who you're going to spend time with. You know, family is often one of the triggers for Christmas depression. If that's the case, decide ahead of time who you're going to visit and how much time you're going to spend with them. You know, it can be nice to visit our relatives. It can be nice to visit our family. That's awesome. But it can also be nice to leave. And planning out ahead of time how much, how, t- how much time you're going to spend and how long you're going to stay at Aunt Gertrude's is a proactive way to eliminate stress. If you're married, talk to your spouse about this prior to the Christmas season. Who are we going to visit this year? How much time are we going to spend there? And when you're planning, make sure that you plan to visit some people who are not going to contribute to your depression. I mean, we all have crazy relatives and we all have normal relatives. I think that's just something worldwide that's a phenomenon we see. We have relatives that help contribute to our depression and we have relatives that help boost our spirits. Try and spend more time with the normal ones than you do the crazy ones. Now, understand it's family and you have to... Spend some time with the the, the crazy relatives or the people that kind of help contribute to your depression. I get it. But you can plan out how much time you spend. And by scheduling and saying, okay, we'll go to this person's house for for two hours, and then we we have to leave because we've got another engagement at another person's house. And when you, you frame it like that, most people understand. Most people understand that, you know, there are many obligations and we're going to go be spending time with different people. So plan it out. So, you know, this type of planning is not going to be practical for everybody, but many people have found that by limiting the time that you spend with the crazy relatives and including more time with the non-crazy ones goes so far in helping you avoid the blues at Christmas season. Number four, number four, exercise. Now, if exercise is not a part of your normal schedule, if it's not a part of your normal routine, if it's not a normal habit for you, why not start now? You know it's going to be one of your your New Year's resolutions. Um, you know you're going to try coming into the new year to get to get healthier, to lose a few pounds. We all do. Well, why not start during Christmas season? Because a regular exercise program has been shown to be one of the most effective tools in combating depression. Now, exercise, when you go into the gym and you lift weights or when you go run or you go cycling or swimming or whatever it is that you do, it releases endorphins into your brain that help battle depression. Um, I mean, this is a scientific thing. People come out of the gym talking about 
how, how they feel better. They, they went into the gym kind of depressed. They went into the gym after a bad day. After that workout, they feel like they can take on the world again. So you know that dropping a few pounds is going to be one of your New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Why don't you start ahead of time? Start during Christmas, the Christmas season. We all eat bad during the holidays. Holidays, So, you know, doing a little bit of exercise during the holidays is already going to help you speed your metabolism up, and it's going to help you lift that depression. It's going to help you lift those de- the, the, the seasonal blues. So even if it's just committing to take a long walk a few days a week during December, I think that you'll notice how you, a difference in how you feel. If you haven't joined a gym, go join a gym. A lot of gyms even offer special deals during Christmas because they know that, you know, so many people are going to be uh, creating this, these resolutions of dropping weight, losing a few pounds, um, you know, getting back into shape. So you'll probably even get a better deal in December if you join the gym then. And then start. Go a few days a week. Get started. It's going to help you battle the blues. I promise. And if you already have an exercise regimen, don't neglect it during the holidays. It's so easy to let it slide by the wayside. Keep working out because it's too, too easy to pack on the weight during the holiday season. So keep working out. Staying active during the Christmas, New Year's holidays is going to help prevent you from packing on some extra weight. It's also going to help prevent um, the blues from taking hold of your life. Well, now it's your turn. Can you think of any other ways to fight the holiday blues? We've mentioned four. We mentioned looking outward, looking for ways to serve. We mentioned going to church, putting yourselves in a positive environment, surrounding yourselves with people that are happy and joyous and know the meaning of Christmas, and and, and also even reconnecting with God if maybe you're not connected with Him. Number three, plan who you're going to spend time with. We all have crazy and non-crazy relatives. Plan on spending more time with the non-crazy ones than you do the crazy ones. It'll help you. And then number four, exercise. Exercise is a proven way to help lift depression. And this isn't just for the Christmas season. This is for all year long. If you struggle with depression and you don't have an exercise regimen, why not? It's been proven to help start an exercise regimen. I know it's going to help you. So if you can think of any other things to fight the holiday blues, go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or a comment in the comments section for today's post. I would love to hear from you. I answer every one. So um, do that. I'd love to hear from you. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. You don't want to miss my blog. I publish three blog posts a week, and uh, you know there's always fresh, um, practical, helpful content to help you in life, to help you in your relationship with God in so many ways. So subscribe. subscribers also get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. You don't want to miss that. It's full of so many great things. So friends, thanks for being with me. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Christmas and a happy new year. And we'll see you next time here at Leading and Learning.